Welcome to Go Get Great, the podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs and ambitious small business owners. I'm your host, Brittany, owner of Brittany Miller Socials and mother of three. Go Get Great is all about helping you make life and business work together. You'll learn about the fumbles that helped get me and my guests to where we are today so you don't have to make them. So come join the journey with Go Get Great. Good morning. My guest today is a mom of two and a fellow entrepreneur. She started her personal development journey in 2018 and fell in love with it, as did I. So we're going to have lots to talk about today. But throughout her journey of being a young mom, completing her degree and building her business, she understands that mindset is the most important thing to help you go after your dreams. So she actually started the Mummy Mindset Podcast in 2022, and it helps other moms build their mindset to become the present mom and work on going after their dreams as well. So I absolutely love your goals. So I'm very excited to welcome Annalise Garcia to my podcast today. Good morning, Annalise. I just feel free to introduce yourself and let me know what else I might have missed. Hi, Brittany. Well, thank you so much for having me on here. Definitely. I love coming on and meeting other moms, mompreneurs. So yes, um, I just had my second baby, Olivia. She's actually going to be a year already coming in June. So like time is flying by with having my nine-year-old son to having a little baby girl, like life totally changed for me, but in a good, good way. So navigating through motherhood like that and bringing back the podcast and starting up a new business is super, super fun, but also very busy. So, you know, I was really called to bring back the Mommy Mindset podcast because I did start it eight months pregnant with Olivia. I didn't want to wait. So I was like, I am about to pop. Let me just start this podcast. No waiting. I was like full force mommy. And then mm-hmm. obviously having her, you know, having the baby in the fourth trimester, everything is just different. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what, for myself, for my mental health, I paused. I actually like unplugged everything like from social media and everything. It felt really, really good. And we were in the process of buying our first home. So that's a whole ordeal. So it was just a lot. And, you know, I don't feel bad or I'm not hard on myself for stopping the podcast or just Mm -hmm. pausing because as moms, as having another baby, you know, we need that. And so I'm actually like proud of myself that I did that for myself, for my family. Mm -hmm. And then just recently I was like, I am bringing this back better than ever. And so I'm, you know, having the podcast and building business out of it and just helping other moms out of it as well. That's amazing. You sound a lot like me when uh, I do something, it seems like there's 1700 other things on the back burner as well. So congratulations on your daughter. She's going to be celebrating her first birthday in your house. Like those are huge milestones and good for you for knowing that what you really needed was to like take a step back from everything during that transition. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I've been on a little bit of a personal development journey for the last couple of years as well. So I'm super interested in hearing what it is that you've been doing and what you found has worked really well or what hasn't. So I've been on my personal development journey as a, you know, woman, most importantly, and, you know, as for incorporating motherhood for about, you know, six, seven years already, and really honing in on what I want in life, what I want my son's life to look like, what type of person I want to show up as, and really trying to get into, and, you know, it could be wooey for some people, but really trying to learn the law of attraction manifestation, 
and, you know, really getting deep into my inner work and doing that for myself. And mm-hmm. what really, really helped me was podcasts. I, oh. I've never even like heard of podcasts like before. And I was like, I thought they were weird. I was like, why don't you just listen to the radio or <laughs> to a TV show? And, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, what is this? And then all of a sudden they blew up and I was yeah. like, oh, and then I started finding the people that I really, really like. Bill Robbins, Tony Robbins, Dean, uh, Dean Grisio. Um, mm. And now I listen to Boss Babe. And so all the other mm-hmm. podcasts that I kind of found into it. And I was like, oh, okay, these are like really bite-sized, um, really good mindset stuff that helped me. And that's what mm-hmm. kind of pushed me along into my journey to dig deeper and do the work. Along with reading the books as well. Um, Atomic mm-hmm. Habits, one of my favorite all-time best yep. one um the energy bus is really good mm-hmm. and the power of one more by ed Milet. that one is really, mm-hmm. really good so just getting into the personal development area and seeing what really worked for me was listening to the podcast because as a mom i was you know i'm super busy so i would i really like to find time in my day where i can yes i have to do the laundry or do the dishes or drive my kid to school but I can use those times to also, you know, fill my head, fill my soul with the things that I need. If that's listening to a motivational video, listening to a podcast, and then, um, you know, incorporating reading the book. So finding those things that helped me just was really like a compound effect. And those little things mm-hmm. of reading five pages from a book and, you know, kind of taking that bite size in and seeing how it can work in my life for me. Though that's really what jump started my personal development journey and what really helped mm-hmm. me kind of push through and find what works for me. That's amazing. You know, I 100% agree. It is really all about those bite sized pieces. Like people that are on personal development journeys, everyone's like, oh, they must like read an entire book a day. He's like, no, we are the busy people that don't have time for that, but we're fitting it in because we know that it's important. And, you know, reading five pages or spending, you know, five or 10 minutes listening to a podcast while you're driving to the grocery store it adds up all of those like small amounts of time. And like you said, they compound and then all of a sudden, you know, you're six months or a year into it and you're just like a totally different human, or at least I was. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. And it was, it's a constant journey. And as I, you know, dive deeper into books or even go back into books or podcast episodes, you know, I find different things that pop out at me in the different seasons that I'm in in life. And Mm -hmm. goals change and priorities change at times. And it's just learning how to adjust that and really not to to have a very solid foundation for yourself as a woman, as a mom, because we can put our identities so strongly. Obviously, being a mom is part of our identity. But, you know, at first, that's all I was saying. You know, I was like, I'm just a mom. And when I feel like I fail or, you know, I mess up, it kind of just messes with my whole mental health and you know the limiting beliefs come in the self-doubt comes in and that goes into the other parts of my life too and the different areas of that so having a strong foundation for like myself as who Annalise is along with being a mom that's what I've really learned and I like to help other moms you know kind of find that for themselves too mm-hmm So for those moms that are like, oh my goodness, what you're saying is absolutely amazing. But like, where do I start? What do you recommend for those people? I think doing the work and 
it could be very simple as trying to, trying to meditate. Um, trying because just you have to see what works for you. And I'm saying trying so so much yeah. because you know you won't know if something works for you unless you like do it and actually do it with intent of having a better outcome with it. Because yes, you hear about um yoga or meditation, you're like, oh, and you try to do it, and it's like, oh, it doesn't work for me. It's like, well, you weren't really putting your all into it. Cause that was me at first. I was like, meditation. And I was like, that's that's too weird for me. Or, you know, I don't have the I don't have the time to do it because when I would sit there and try to calm and Zen, I would be like, I need to do this. I need to do that. And I don't have mm. time just to sit here and breathe. I was, I thought <laughs> it was just so, you know, a waste of my time, but I was yeah. going in with the wrong intent. So I tried meditation and I don't do it every day, but it does help me um, from time to time. What really mm. does help me was starting to journal. I mm. love to journal. Mm. And a lot of people get intimidated by a blank page in front of them. But I really like to name it as like a brain dump. Mm-hmm. And just say really just like, what's in here? What's in my head? What's in my mind? Let me just get it all on paper. And I'm so old school. I'm so pinned to paper. I love mm-hmm. putting, if it's, I'm such a list person. If I have four things that I have to get at the grocery store, I am writing it down. If I have an yeah, idea in the middle of the night, I'm writing it down. So Journaling was like just super easy and natural to me. So journaling, trying meditation, finding the podcast that really helps for you. That's what really helped me kind of get started to find, to stack up the other habits that um, I started to use. I think that that is really excellent advice. And you're right. The intention piece of it is really key. Like if you sit down, you're like, oh, like I, you know, I'm supposed to journal and like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And you're not going in with the you know, okay, how can I help, you know, clear my mind and center myself? Then that just like shift in intention really makes all the difference in the outcome of the activity that you're doing. It's kind of like, you know, when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh my goodness, today's going to suck. Like I'm in meetings all day. Then the day sucks because I've told myself Mm -hmm. right from the beginning that it was going to suck. But if I get up and I'm like, I'm so excited to like connect with new people and see how we can like collaborate and work together and all of those things, then it just, that little little thing right first thing in the morning makes a world of difference in the rest of my day. I love that you said that, Brittany, because that is actually a little habit. It's so small. It's literally just telling yourself a different story. It could be something simple as a meeting that you have that day or, you know, a new event or an activity that you have to do. But especially as a mom, a lot of stuff gets piled onto us and it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I have to go to the grocery store. I have to take my kids here and there. We have to go to football practice. You know, it's a lot of the have to. And when we say it like that, even if it's in our mind or out loud, you know, it gives us that icky feeling and that, you know, that stress and that tension of we don't want to do it. But literally I have changed that. And it's not that I've gotten so good at this. I still have to constantly remind myself to do this and say this. So instead of saying, oh, I have to do X, Y, and Z, I say, I get to. I get to, you know, have money to go to the grocery store. I get to take my kids. My kids are healthy enough and we can play sports. I get to do this with them. I get to do that. I get to work from home to be with my little one. So it's things like that. And just changing that word can really help you start building that mindset shift for you. And another thing is 
being grateful. So like you said, you do that in the morning. And another thing is really trying to be grateful for the small things. And it can literally be, you know, having a sip of coffee in the morning. That is like usually what I'm always grateful for. Just like it breathes life into me in the morning. Yeah. So, you know, being thankful for that and like really being grateful um, and really having a good intent, you know, for your day or for things that are coming up and those little small mindset shifts kind of compound more and more. And then you get into the habit of feeling better, of feeling more grateful and having a better mindset overall. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And uh, one thing that I noticed too is that I think other people actually noticed the changes for me before I did, because, you know, we're doing that work every day and we're, we're seeing the slow progress process and progress, but you know, sometimes it's, it's easier for other people to see it on our behalf. And, uh, I think being aware of that when you start on this journey is really crucial. Like it's going to take you more than two or three weeks to see a result because you're in it. But in two or three weeks, your partner or your parents or your friends who haven't seen you while you've been doing this are going to be like, wow, like, okay, there, there's been progress. So even though you feel like you're not really doing much and you're not seeing any change, you know, keep going and, you know, go to some of those other people and be like, you know, I've been doing this. Is anything different? And, you know, have them reinforce that those little tiny five minute increments are making a big. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And sometimes you're right. Just like working out when you're doing and you're going to the gym, you don't see anything and you're like, oh, why am I doing this? And it's, you know, dumb and it's pointless, but it's, it's really the other people around you outside. It's like, oh, hey girl, you're losing weight or you're looking toned. You're looking good because, Mm -hmm. you know, they see it from an outside perspective. And that's the same thing with your mindset work and just overall doing these mindset shifts and changing um, your mindset. And really what I've kind of seen recently, you know, the first people that will kind of see it or at least feel it are your kids. It could be your partner, you know, obviously, you know, you, you see your partner every day, you know, they see, but if it's not your partner and, or, or your parents or your friends, I feel like your kids are the first ones to feel it at least because they're like, okay, mom's not so irritable. And it could be like my baby, baby can feel it. Mm -hmm. Or my third grader tells me, it's like, oh, mom, you know, you look, you look happy today. Or he draws a picture of me and you know, it's like radiating because that's how he sees me. And so I think the, our kids can really feel like, just like our kids can feel like when we're not doing okay. You know, when we feel our kids are not doing okay, we feel that as a mom and that's vice versa. So I think our kids can feel that, okay, mom's feeling better and she's in a better mood and she's light and she's more positive. And yeah, it could be our two-year-old. Obviously, they can't say that to us, but yeah. I feel like they can feel that and it radiates off of them as well. And it helps them with their with their mood and their attitude and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's so true. They lead by example. And, you know, part of doing the work is for ourselves, But for me, a large part of it is actually doing it for my kids because I want them to grow up and understand how to put these habits in place for themselves because, you know, no disrespect to my parents, but like 
this is like not stuff that they did or understood probably or explained to me. So it has really been a very big self-discovery journey of me, you know, Googling some things and talking to people and like really figuring it out on my own. And I think when the kids see us doing that, you know, we're trying to, and I was a young mom. I got pregnant at 16 with Dominic. And so I was trying to, you know, obviously 16 years old, you're trying to, I was finishing school right after high school. I went to college. So I was trying to find myself along with, you know, my, you know, my kid that's also growing up. And so when I think it's okay for our kids to see us try to figure it out, try to figure ourselves out, try to figure out out our emotions. Because just because we're grown and we're adults doesn't mean that we can always have the best outcomes and um, know how to express our emotions the best way sometimes. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's okay to have those talks with our kids. Like mommy's just trying to figure things out. You know, mommy's feeling sad right now. Or, you know, let's try to do breath work when Dominic actually started preschool he you know the schools have like parent meetings and in that parent meeting they were like we actually teach your kids breath work and I was like wow that's actually really good to start at that age at preschool but I was like breath work works for everyone and anyone like it kind of made me realize I should be doing breath work because yes I feel big emotions and you know Mm -hmm. I feel frustration and teaching the kids at that age or any age breath work and learning how to kind of calm their self down is really, really important. And when they see, just like you said, they lead by example, if we can do that and do small things like that, then it helps, you know, our children as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I love that your, your son's school is teaching that to them. My, my oldest Talia is going to start kindergarten in September. We actually have a, a meeting with the school this week. So I'll be maybe asking some of those questions because those were not things that my school ever did with me. I know. It's like, you just be, be colored and, you know, <laughs> yeah. did ABCs. we didn't do breath work. So it's like, but you're right back, you know, then it wasn't, you know, so talked about, mm-hmm. but I think it is important now to tell our kids, you know, it's okay to feel feelings, you know, especially our boys, you know, cause boys are supposed to be tough, but you know, tell them it's okay to have feelings. And if they learn these habits now on how to calm themselves down, do breath work and be mindful, then they, you know, keep that up into when they become an adult as well. And they already have those foundations. Mm-hmm, for sure. So I don't always have guests on here that have podcasts. So I want to ask, what is your favorite part of podcasting? I think my favorite part is just getting to have real deep conversations with everyone who wants to listen. But that was before I started because when I started Mommy Mindset, I was doing it solo. And so when I decided to bring it back, I was like, you know what, I'm going to bring back guests because, you know, I can only talk about so much. I can only talk about my experience, my story so much. So I really love bringing on other moms and like just mm-hmm. hearing, you know, the different experiences, different stories that you have, if that's from your pregnancy through your birth story to just like general motherhood and how mm-hmm. we navigate it. And the experiences are just so, so interesting to me how we each tackle so much throughout our lives and mm-hmm. also how we like, no matter how different 
the experiences or the backstory is or what you're going through now, the bottom denominator, the common denominator is we're all moms and we're all trying to do the best that we can for our kids. Yes, for ourselves Mm -hmm. to build ourselves up as a woman, but just to better our kids' lives. And I just think it's so much fun hearing that from other women. I think being able to to learn from each other and shared experience is really huge. Just even the piece of like feeling heard and understood. I know that my my oldest wasn't a COVID baby by about three months, but my other my other two kids have been. And uh, you know, we've been home so much and so busy. Like I don't really have mom friends. So I often turn to things like podcasts and people that I connect with on social media for that sense of connection and like feeling understood because I don't have a lot of that. And like, I try and talk to my mom about different things, but you know, she was a mother. I mean, she still is a mother, but like she was in the motherhood toddler phase, you know, like 30 years ago and things are just very different. So like, I'll try and talk to her and like relate to her about the struggles that I'm facing as a parent, but they're just so different. It's just, it's not the same. Yes, I, I'm laughing because me and my mom literally had that conversation, you know, before and mm-hmm. I have two and they're nine years apart. She has, there's three of us and it's like three and four years apart. So a little bit closer. And she was a full on stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is different. Those times when our moms and our parents were raising us it is totally different and especially because of the day and age we're in like Mm -hmm. we were we got to be kids we got to go outside and like have all the cool stuff now our kids are bombarded with social media and you know it they have to be they have to have a cell phone at five years old and ipads Mm -hmm. and technology and you know, TikTok and everybody wants to be a YouTuber for their career. And (laughs) it's just such a different era right now, how we're raising our kids and, you know, in the world that we're raising them in. And it is so different. And at the same time, I had mom friends. I actually have a friend that has a son that is like two weeks younger than Dominic, you know, they're super close. Mm -hmm. But in the same time, it is really different because not all moms have the same interests and they're not and you know the different cultures are different too they don't really prioritize their mindset as much Mm -hmm. as you know I do or just the different interests is just different there and you know that's totally fine we're into what we like and you know our interests and our priorities at you know where we're at in life but I really like wanted to find moms that strive to have more for themselves that are wanting to build a business or that's just, you know, overall trying to work on their mindset and their personal development. And it is, you know, sometimes difficult because you have your mom friends, but that's all they talk about is like diapers and, you know, play pins and all that. And that's how you talk about. And I wanted to find a community where, yeah, we talk about our babies and how cute they are. And then we talk about personal development and just deeper conversation not that our kids, you know, talking about our kids are shallow, mm-hmm. but just having that deeper conversation as I think more as a woman, like woman to woman. And that's mm-hmm. why another reason why I started Mommy Mindset is to have, yes, the mommy talk, but then also the real talk to have with ourselves as women and to build that community around. And, you know, I wish, you know, more and maybe maybe other people talk about this. Like I said, I don't have a lot of mom friends, but I wish more moms would kind of focus on that because I feel like a lot of the things 
that we face as challenges as moms are because we are not taking care of ourselves and because we don't know how to ask for help and take time away. And I mean, motherhood is going to be challenging no matter what, but I feel like it would be easier for some people if we were kind of more open about these conversations and how we look after ourselves instead of, I don't know, it, it just feels very hidden and private and I don't think it should be. Yeah, I think, I think that's so right. And I don't know why it's been so hidden. I think just because the generations before us and it just wasn't so common to be talked about. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like, you just kind of had to, you know, shut up and put up and, you know, that's Mm -hmm. what it was. But I think as a mom taking care of ourselves and our mental health and ourselves, you know, physically, and that doesn't always mean just manis and petties all the time, but it also, you know, just five minutes of quiet time is super important and taking care of yourself is so important because it shows your kids that, you know, mommy's a person too. We're human. We're not perfect and we make mistakes, but we don't, you know, we're not so hard on ourselves, even though it's so easy to have the mom go and be hard on ourselves. um, You know, it's just all a learning process. For sure. So on the note of motherhood, one of my favorite questions to ask people is, how you blend your work life and your home life to kind of have this balance because we are the ones that are going and doing it all and we're making it happen but how do we do it in a way that doesn't cause us to have all of um, these burnout feelings and feelings of frustration I think mine is boundaries so I know when work is work and when family time is family time because I do want because I learned with Dominic and I was I was working a whole bunch I was working like three to four jobs. I was going, I was trying to finish school. And so through that, I was like, you know, I have to be a more present mom with him. I don't have to say I'm spending time with him, but I'm on my phone or I'm working. Mm -hmm. So just having that realization is having healthy boundaries to know, like when I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids. I'm, Mm -hmm. it's hard, but you know, I try not to kind of dabble in both like working while I'm with them. And also, you know, when I'm working, I try to set time blocks Mm -hmm. for work and for family time and all the other things that I have. So I think time management and time blocks really helps the balance go. And we try to really completely separate the two, but Mm -hmm. sometimes they have to become in harmony with each other and kind of mush together which is, I think is totally fine. You know, it's okay if, you know, you have to be working from home and your kids are there or work has to come into family time. So as long as like what you find, what works for you and not being so resistant, just letting it all flow. I think that that's a really, a really big thing too. The the presentness. And this is something that I feel a lot of mom guilt over because I'm constantly with my children for the most part, you know, they're here while I'm working And everyone's like, oh, you spend so much time with your kids. And I was like, well, they're physically around me. We're in the same space, but like, I'm not present with them. You know, I'm working and I'm distracted and they're trying to show me things. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just a minute, just a minute while I like finish my thought and my emails and like all of that stuff. So I have a lot of mom guilt around that. Whereas everyone else is like, oh my God, you're like this amazing super mom. And I was like, man, does it not feel like that? It feels like I ignore my kids all day. Yeah, I know exactly how you feel with, if you are working on your business or working from home or just have your nine to five, especially now because so many people work from home, you know, mm-hmm. it is so easy to 
kind of sometimes you're not dismissing the kids, but exactly what you said, I know I have done and I'm guilty of. And yeah, I beat myself up because I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not from the outside. You know, we look like super moms and we're doing it all. But that obviously comes with the price when we feel like we're doing it all because it comes from then burnout comes from it and Mm -hmm. we're not taking care of ourselves. And then, you know, we're irritable and then our kids get upset with us. And so it can be become a whole vicious cycle. And so Mm -hmm. just knowing that it's okay and having those setting those time blocks, whatever that looks for you, if that's, you know, at one point it was before I had Olivia, I would wake up super early at 5 a.m. and get two hours of work done. And then that's school time for Dominic and I would have mornings with him and then go back to work. So whatever it looks like for you, if it's early in the morning, little increments during the day, or even you're having to put the kids to bed and then that's your quiet time. Mm-hmm. I think just finding what works for you to be present with them. And it doesn't have to be a full two to three hours. Sometimes it's just, you know, one hour. Sometimes it's just 30 minutes and or maybe it's just reading a book together. But during that time, mm-hmm. you were being present with them and actually being there and reading the book with them. You know, it could just be something small like that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I think that the, the awareness of it is what's really going to help moms kind of combat that for sure. But that being said, we are not perfect. And we have days that, you know, we struggle and we're in a bad mood. So when that happens to you, what is your the first thing that you do to kind of pump yourself up and get yourself back, you know, in a in a better mood and also to fix your mindset? I think what I started doing was just stepping away, stepping away. If it was work frustrating me, stepping away from that, because at that moment, that's what was frustrating me. And I Mm -hmm. don't want to take that out on my kids or my kids are driving me crazy. And it's like, okay, let's just calm down here. I either, you know, sometimes I do step away from my kids. I'm like, okay, y'all play in the living room just for a little bit. I'm going to go to the room for five minutes. Let me have a breather (laughs) or, you know, Mm -hmm. let me. um, And sometimes because, you know, I'm irritable because I'm not taking care of myself and I didn't eat Mm -hmm. something that day or, you know, I'm not, I'm lacking sleep. So I kind of just rest, step away from what's really distracting me or frustrating me. And then just realizing it's not my kid's fault. It's not my fault. And just having that time to stop and pause and realize what's frustrating me and stepping away from it and taking taking a breather and then sometimes that is just laying down and listening I've gotten really intuitive with listening to my body like when Mm. I am tired my body can tell me and when I'm dehydrated or when I'm not feeling well it's like okay what does my body need right now Is it Mm -hmm. sleep? Is it to go outside? Is it to exercise? Um, Is it just to lay down for five minutes? And really just doing that can sometimes just completely change my mood. So really listening to what your body's telling you that you need at that moment and, you know, doing it for your body. Because if you're like not physically okay, then you can't physically be okay to take care of your kids. And, you know, sometimes as we're super busy, we can forget to go outside and get fresh air or something like that. So just li- really listening to your body and what it needs. And that is really great advice. It is really great advice to kind of take a step back and look after yourself in so many ways. And I've talked to a lot of different guests in different fields and different businesses. And honestly, 
everyone kind of shares the same advice in that respect. Like you've got to look after yourself because you cannot run a business and run your household and, you know, feel like your own person if you're not looking after yourself first. And I used to make fun of the expression, you know, you have to put your oxygen mask on first, but there's a reason that it is a safety protocol in an airline because it's really what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just used that expression the other day with one of my friends because I'm like, you know, I was talking about burnout because recently I came in the realization, I was like, what is like so wrong with me? Why don't I want to do the things that I want to do anymore? And like, I know I'm tired, but like, I'm like literally mentally exhausted. Like what's going on? And I had brain fog and I came to the realization. I was like, wow, like I'm actually like burnt out. And like, mm-hmm. it was just a, you know, a big realization for me. It's like, okay, this is what it is. And I need to, again, listen to my body and figure out how to recover from this because I cannot keep doing this for myself. My business is not going to prosper. I'm not going to be able to actually be present with my kids if I'm like mentally exhausted. So I came to the realization and like started to listen to my body and come at what's really going to help me to help every, you know, everything else and everyone else. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So before we wrap up today, I just want to ask you if you have any other, you know, wisdom or advice or resources that you want to share with everyone that's listening today. Yes. So I just really want to highlight and point out that we're all humans as mom. There's really no use of beating yourself up so much Mm -hmm. of uh, trying to be the best at everything, especially motherhood or trying to be perfect because there's no perfect way, like perfect one way to be a mom, but there's a lot of million different ways that you can show up as a good mom, as a present mom for your kids. And at Mm -hmm. the same time, present in your relationship, present in your work or your business, um, your social life. So it all can work out. You just have to find what works for you. Because what works for you is not going to work for your friend or, you know, the, you know, quote unquote, perfect mom that you see on social doesn't Mm -hmm. have it all together. What works for her is not going to work for you. So Mm -hmm. just knowing that you're human, you don't have to be perfect at everything and find what works for you. I do have a really quick free workbook of just the three main mindset shifts that all moms kind of can start with. So Mm -hmm. I can give you that link. It's totally free. It's a really quick workbook because I know we don't have a lot of time, but just having these three realizations has really helped. So I can give you that link. Perfect. I love that. So I'll definitely make sure that's in the show notes. And for anyone that's listening that wants to, you know, learn more about you, where do they find you in your podcast? So um, my podcast is Mommy Mindset. It's on Apple. It's on Spotify, anywhere where you listen. Um, You can just search it Mommy Mindset or just search it up by my name, Annalise Garcia. I'm on Instagram, um, Annalise underscore gorgeous. I'm also on Facebook as well. Amazing. So again, I'll make sure those links are in the show notes for you so that you can go and follow her and listen to some of her amazing wisdom on working on your mindset. So thank you so much for joining me today, Annalisa. It was really wonderful chatting with you and I hope that we will be able to connect further. Thank you so much, Brittany. Thank you so much for tuning in to Go Get Great. I hope you found some useful tips and tricks that can help you make life and business work together. 
If what I said resonates with you, please share it on social media and don't forget to tag at Brittany Miller's socials so that I can celebrate you for taking those first steps towards achieving greatness. Remember, success doesn't happen overnight. It takes dedication, hard work, and a lot of spirit. So don't be afraid to dream big and go after what you want. Keep striving for greatness. You get closer with every step forward, no matter how small they may seem. Until next time, go get great.